0: Hi there, you're listening to Gift Biz Unwrapped, episode 203.
1: If you have doubts, you just need to push them aside and just do what you have your heart set to. Just do it.
0: Attention, gifters, bakers, crafters, and makers. Pursuing your dream can be fun. Whether you have an established business or looking to start one now, you are in the right place. This is Gift Biz Unwrapped, helping you turn your skill into a flourishing business. Join us for an episode packed full of invaluable guidance, resources, and the support you need to grow your gift biz. Here is your host, gift biz gal, Sue Monheit. Hi there, it's Sue, and thank you so much for sharing some of your time with me today. I want to start out by reading a review from Mary Scott's mom. She says this is a premier maker podcast. Her review is a little bit long, so I'm going to shorten it up, but you'll get the gist of it. She says, I find this to be such a well-organized and skillfully arranged podcast, and it's hard to find others in this genre to compare. Sue has a format that makes it easy for a new listener to feel welcome to join in and can easily follow along. Her music intro is lighthearted. Her consistent format keeps me focusing where I really need to focus. Her questions are great, and she really digs in. It's not just a conversation between two strangers over the airwaves. I love Sue's clear, concise voice. She is the smart, friendly, savvy girl next door. Also, the ads are short and sweet, and she doesn't overpromote herself. Keep up the good work, Sue. I look forward to every podcast. Mary, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And, you know, sometimes it feels a little bit funny to share reviews, but I know it's fun when you get your review read on air. If you're interested in doing that, I would so appreciate you going over, rating the show, an honest rating, and then if you wanted to give a review like Mary just did, that would be great. It's possible that yours will be one that I select to share on air. If you listen to podcasts regularly, you probably hear hosts suggesting that you do this for them. The reason we ask for rating and reviews is it helps get more people to be able to know about the show. Our podcast goes up in the iTunes rankings so people can find it. And of course, every podcast isn't for everybody, but I, for one, am looking for people who are gifters, bakers, crafters, and makers, so we can spread the word and all the goodness that my guests bring here. Now, today's show, this is really significant because I'm changing it up today. As you might have noticed in the title, we are going to be doing an on-air coaching call, and I have a few of these coming up in the near future. I've been asked by some people why I'm not doing on-air coaching calls, and quite honestly, I never really thought about doing them before. But peers have been suggesting it to me, as well as some of our listeners. So here we go, our first on-air coaching call. My guest today is Jeanette Anderson. Jeanette is a talented and multi-passionate creator. She's already the author of five books, but she also has skills in photography, a talent with designing soft, good products, and is considering motivational speaking. This is a common challenge for creative women. When it comes down to starting a business, there are so many options. How do you possibly choose? It becomes confusing and leads to lots of activity with little result because there's too much going on at one time. Additionally, customers are confused because they can't clearly define what you do. In our call, Jeanette narrows in on a product grouping that is cohesive and clear. We work through ideas on name recognition and branding, and now it's going to be time to test the market. We walk through steps on how to work through this phase. Jeanette leaves our call with a focus plan that she's excited about, and dare I say, I think the Denim Blues is going to be a huge hit. Let's jump over right now and hear from Jeanette. Jeanette, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing awesome, how are you? I'm great, and I am so excited to dive into your business, learn what you're all about, and see if we can get you moving forward in a big, comfortable, and exciting way. How does that sound?
1: Wonderful, I'm excited.
0: I am too. Before we do, I like to keep a lot of the listeners anticipating and getting to know our guests in a little bit of a different way. And I know you've listened to the podcast before, So you know that I do this and we're going to continue this through our on-air coaching calls too. So if you were to describe yourself by way of a motivational candle, what color would your candle be and what would be the quote on your candle? I would
1: be harvest colors and my quote would be just do it. And what
0: does that mean to you right now in your life?
1: It's like a self motivation. If you have doubts, you just need to push them aside and just Do what you
0: have your heart set to. Just do it. Just do it. And don't let yourself get in your own way, which is so often what I see people doing.
1: Oh, I'm my worst enemy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Truth is, we all are at some point in our life. Yes. All right. So let's start with learning a little bit more about you, what your journey has been up to this point, and then the business that you're putting together. Give us a little grounding here.
1: Well... I'm a person who likes to achieve something I set my mind to. When I was a freshman in my English class, we had to write down some goals. And of course, there's always the lose 10 pounds. <laughs> That's a back and forth thing. But my other one was to write a book. So eon years later, I wrote a book and I rewrote it a few times and I finally got it published. And so now I have five books out, hoping to get a couple more books out this year I'm not a self-publisher. I have a publishing company and I've always liked making things and always wanted to help people. So my dream is, is to get what I think is kind of creative on
0: my craft
1: items and get it out there for people to buy and want.
0: Beautiful. Okay. Well, we can't discount this book because the fact alone that you have five books and that you have been accountable to a publisher shows that you follow through with what you just talked about with your candle. Just do it. Yes. So the first thing that this says to me is that if you know and feel comfortable in what you should be doing, there is no question that you're going to get it done.
1: Yeah, until I set my own self barriers in front of me, because my problem is, is I have so many, not always crazy, but so many ideas I want to do it's hard to narrow down to stick with one thing. It's like, I'm not bragging, but I'm a Jill of all trades. I can do a lot of things, but I'm not a perfectionist at one. I mean, not saying that I'm not good, but I can, I mean, I can't go cut people's hair, but I've dyed my hair. I've rolled and gave myself perms. I can just do things, but I'm not professional at it, I guess.
0: Well, and I think that of all things with makers becomes a challenge because we can do so many things and we're creative and we think about then more things to do. And then we get to the point where it sounds like you are, which is, you know, just, oh my gosh, okay, there's so many things. Which one do I actually do? Yes. Okay. So there's a lot of good here. A lot of good going on here. Get back to your book for half a second and just give a plug. What are the topics and tell us some titles or how they could people could find books if they want to know about your book.
1: Oh, okay. Instead of my full name, I use the initials J.S. Anderson. My genre varies. I have a young adult book out there. It's kind of historical fiction. It's based in the town that I grew up in. So it's got some history of Bigfoot and underground tunnels. I won't go more into it, so people want to get it. It's called Hidden Secrets. I'm working on book two, which is Secrets Revealed. But it's kind of like a Nancy Drew type, the girl and the guy get in the wrong place at the wrong time, trying to find what's causing her nightmares and find out her parents have a link to it. And my other ones are kind of like chick novellas.
0: Okay. All right, good. I just, since we've talked about it and so many people are curious about writing a book, maybe have thought of writing a book, et cetera. I just wanted to get that out there for everybody. Thank you. And honestly, it says a lot about you and what you can do as you're moving forward. So as we move into the real topic now, which is your crafts, share a little bit about the types of things that you've already done.
1: I've made and sold crazy quilts. And I recycle jeans and shirts and I use bandanas. And so I had to come up with a business name, oh, years ago when I lived in a different state and I
0: choose denim blues because I just liked it and it fits with what I do. So the products that you've sold in the past—I don't know if this is where you're going to go for the future—but what you've sold in the past are the quilts and the pillows and bandanas, and all of that kind of goes together with the whole denim concept for sure. Yes. How have you been selling those?
1: I went to craft shows and gave them as gifts, and that's about it. But I've had people really like them, and I mean they're rough—you don't have to worry if there's stains on it because they're crazy quilts. That's what I like about it too because you don't have to be a perfectionist of making sure. I mean there's gorgeous quilts out there and people spend a lot of time on it where they do the different designs and stuff which I'm working on the side on that too but this one's crazy. I can lay out the pieces
0: any way I want. Okay and who were you finding was buying the quilts? Give me an idea of the person who's buying from you.
1: Actually it's been a long time since I've Sold one. The last one I sold, he was a gentleman when I was at a show for his wife because he liked it. He was attracted
0: to it. But so it sounds like you haven't had a lot of history recently and now you're in a new area too. Yes. Have you sold any of your crazy quilts or gifts or anything like or bandanas or all of that, the pillows, in your new location where you are right now? No, because I haven't
1: really been working on it. I've been writing instead, but I just want to kind of get a balance and I want to start sewing again and getting my stuff out there and I have lots of other ideas of what to do and make besides
0: quilts and pillows okay what are some of these other ideas
1: oh I have my design I mean my logo and business name on shirts and I have a couple other inspirational or motivational quotes I want to put on like t-shirts or bags like just do it is one of them
0: There you go. You might not be able to. That might be trademarked, though. You'd have to check on that. True, but close. That is totally an aside. If you were to think about the business that you're trying to build, forget the product right now, but the business, how do you see it fitting in your life with other things that you have going on? Like, what's the goal for a business? You were just mentioning balance. Yes,
1: That's hard for me to do is balance my life.
0: Oh, me too. I'm right with you. (laughs) (laughs) My
1: goal is when I start getting orders and I would like
0: to get, hire some help. So are you looking at this to ultimately be the full-time thing you do? Because I know you also have other jobs right now, at least one other job. But are you looking for this, whatever you're doing with your craft, to bring in the whole income to support the family, bring in a portion, working full-time, working part-time. What is your vision? It might be a hard one right off the start. I would like to get it going so I can make a pretty good business and get out of debt. All right. And you, in your mind's eye, know, I'm not asking you the amount right now, you know what that dollar figure could look like for you?
1: Yes. I'm not expecting a lot, but I want something that I know, quote, just a general amount that... I know for sure I'm going to be making $2,000 a month set on my business.
0: Okay, perfect. So that helps a lot because that helps us understand where you're trying to go, at least initially, because things can always change. I've seen businesses and my business isn't today what I started with, but this is a way to go. And $2,000 a month is 100% achievable. Awesome. That's exciting because that should not be difficult for you to accomplish at all. Like I said, it's important to have kind of a stake in the ground of where you're going. Now, when you get there, maybe you'll decide you're going to want to be doing differently. Maybe that goal is all you ever want, to your point about balance. So that's perfect, and I appreciate you giving us some details with that. Going back to your product, so we've talked about this line of denim blues, which is currently the business name, the crazy quilts, bandanas, all of that falls pretty much into the same theme. When you get into shirt and bags, that type of thing, would you see it falling under the same umbrella?
1: Probably not, because things are changing all the time. So you have to be flexible, I hope I'm answering this right, and go with the flow of what people want. So even one little change in your project can make a big difference with what people want. Okay. Is that what you asked? I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, no, I'm just trying to get a feel for all the different areas. Are there any other things that you've been thinking about in terms of creating?
1: I wouldn't mind being a motivational speaker. Okay. Yeah, you are all over the board. You've got a ton of stuff. I know. (laughs) I've been through a lot in my life. And I think a lot of people wouldn't quite understand. And that's why I'm thinking of making a personal or not a biography, but just so people understand maybe different things I've been through and would like to help people know that, hey, you're not alone just because you might feel like a failure. You aren't because anybody can do anything. It might take longer, which gets frustrating because I know people that say can write a book, they get a contract, and now they are going around to different states and talking about their book and how it can help other people. And Yes, I have some books out there, but I'm like, I'm not traveling around. I'm not doing this, but there's different gaps in different ways. I don't know.
0: Sure. Okay. On the product side, are there any other products you were thinking of? I just want to try and lay out the whole perspective right now. Yes. In
1: fact, little like hand wash towel holders that go on the side of your sink Because a lot of times if you put them over the faucet or over the divider in your kitchen sink, it gets wet, it gets dirty, it falls in. Sometimes it gets caught in the disposal. But if you have a little suction, little holder on the side, then it's easy just to grab and hang it back up.
0: Okay. You're a photographer too, right? Yes. Does that play in here? I want to put all of it on the table before we start talking.
1: Yes. I'm a nature fanatic. I love taking nature pictures and... I've done wedding receptions, I've done senior high school pictures. Yeah, I like doing that too.
0: Is there anything else you can think of, right, the second?
1: I just have lots of ideas I want to do
0: and make and
1: so, but based on what I have right now, photography, books and sewing.
0: So I see four. So your books are going, you're doing that already, right? So that's a given, that stays on the table, that's a given for sure. And then you've got this whole crafting area and the under crafting or creating, let's say. You've got different things. You've got quilts, you've got the shirts, motivational quotes, the hand-wash towel holder type concept. So that's all bundled as one thing. And then you also have thought about motivational speaking and you've also thought about and dabbled in all these too. I understand that. And also photography. So given that books is already there. It's already happening. You're already successful. That's happening. Of these other three, so the more crafting end, speaking, and photography, which one excites you the most?
1: It depends on mood. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, probably the crafting and photography kind of balance. Okay. I know I need to see which one is more, don't I? I'd go for the crafting.
0: Okay. I'm glad you said at first those two, because I think in terms of reaching your financial goals, either of these could do it for you, probably. I'm not as good in the photography genre, so I'm not going to claim to be, but just in terms of being able to get jobs and all of that but I would suggest you focus on one. And that's where initially the challenge comes is there's so many ideas. And so I'm not saying you, you might be someone who's doing this, I don't know, but you'll go dabble in one thing for a little bit and then you'll go dabble in another thing for a little bit and nothing ever starts to get traction because you're all over the place. Yes. Okay, so that resonates with you. That sounds like you. So you're saying that that sounds like you.
1: Yes, I have too much and it's hard to stay focused and balance of... I need to write it down, okay, this day on Monday, I'm just going to do craps. Tuesday, I'll work on photography. Wednesday, back to graphs.
0: Thursday, Friday, work on my books. Okay, bingo, ding, 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 ding. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but the hardest part is, is to actually sit down and write down my goals in the day timer, which is right here and I should do that.
0: <laughs> okay, well, and I also think you're trying to do too many things at once. Yes. So none of it is ever really going to start wheels to the road and moving forward because you're bringing so many things up a little bit at a time. I would suggest to you that you want to focus. Now, the books, again, like we said, and well, this is the last time we'll say this on the call, but that's there. That's happening because you're already in it. But my suggestion to you then is to decide that it's just going to be one other thing, right? Yeah. And can we go with the idea that it's gonna be the crafting? Yes. Do you agree with that? Yes. Okay, so then what I would do, now photography, hello, you're (laughs) gonna be wanting to take photos of all the beautiful things that you're making. So you're still, it's great that you already have that skill because you're gonna be able to use it if you jumpstart all of your crafting and start really seriously monetizing that. And it doesn't mean that someday you don't do more photography for events. And it doesn't mean that someday you don't do motivational speaking. It just means for right now, focus on one thing. How does that feel to you?
1: It feels wonderful.
0: Okay. So that's my very, very first suggestion. And we're going to go with this on the call. You might decide later as you think back to what we've talked about that, no, you want to take the photography edge. I don't know. But for now, we're going to talk about the creative and the crafting, where you have a ton of experience already, by the way. So let's just focus then on that. So you've got your Crazy quilt, your bandanas, and all the other products that go in line with all of that. Yes. If you were to whittle that down just a little bit, what do you like the most there?
1: I like doing the Crazy Quilts. It takes more time, but I just like doing them. Okay. And the pillows.
0: I see the crazy quilt bandanas and pillows all kind of together.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: And are the pillows also, because those are the first ones you talked about under denim blues. Are they all under that theme? They're all using that material and are that style and feel? Yep. The
1: front part is just different designs of the denim and the back is a bandana.
0: Perfect perfect because that all plays into your company name of denim blues yep so again i'm whittling this down and saying only focus now on that okay okay and i know you're not selling i know you're not in a situation where you're doing that right now do you have any inventory currently i have one crazy quilt
1: it's a small like lap quilt like a maybe a play mat quilt that you'd lay your baby on on the floor or one to cover half your body if you're on the couch.
0: All right, and any bandanas or pillows or any of that. Yeah, I have a couple pillows that are done too. Okay. So the first thing that I think you would want to do is look at your products and have a few samples that you can start testing. You can start seeing who in the market is interested what the price points are, that kind of thing. So, I think the first thing is to have some inventory. And if they're not, if they're used already and they're not photo worthy anymore because you've been using them, maybe that's fine. But I would start taking some photos just so you have them ready, because we're going to go into another angle here in a second of photos of your products. And maybe that means you have to make a few, which I don't think is a bad thing (laughs) to have to make some, right?
1: I take a picture of everything I make. So I have photos of what I made years ago. I have a little notebook full of them.
0: Okay. And you feel good about the quality of the photos? Yeah, some of them are okay. Okay. So I would go back and look at those. And then also, I don't know how you did your photography, but if they are just pictures of the actual quilt or pillow, or if they're in a lifestyle layout, vignette? You know, like maybe a throw over a couch.
1: I have both.
0: Okay, you have both. Perfect. So you might have all those visuals already. So that's wonderful because the first thing you're going to be wanting to do is get out there and show some of this and start to attract an audience who are interested in your product. So let's put that aside for a second and let's talk about Denim Blues. Denim Blues, do you have that business trademarked?
1: Yes, I have it licensed in Idaho, the tax ID and everything.
0: So you have a formal company already set up for it? Yes. Perfect. Okay, and let's talk about where that name shows up online.
1: Well, I actually have my own little Facebook page. It's Denim Blues. I think that was taken, so I had to put the 13 by Denim Blues 13, and I actually bought a .com. I think it's thedenimblues.com. And then I got a free denimblues.org. I just need to get the website set up with my items on it.
0: Okay. So the website is the Denim Blues, right? Yeah. The company name is Denim Blues. The website is denimblues.com. The Facebook page that you currently have, Denim Blues, is that set up as a business page under your personal account? Or is it set up as a separate Facebook? It's underneath my account. Perfect. That's exactly how it should be set up. I've jumped over there and looked. And a lot of what you have on there right now is your photography.
1: Yeah. I did have a thing on there with my quilts and stuff, but I don't know why I deleted it. Because I was switching back and forth. So,
0: What do you think about starting a Facebook page that matches your website, The Denim Blues? Okay. Because honestly, when I went to Denim Blues, I didn't know what you did. Like if I already hadn't been talking to you, I wouldn't have known what that was. And I think not to confuse people, having a website, and you're so smart to have that website because you can make it into whatever you want. And I don't know that we'll get to that right this second here.
1: Yeah, because I just looked it up and it said it was still available. So I need to look into that unless I type something wrong.
0: The Denim Blues?
1: Yeah, .com
0: Okay. Or if you want to change it. But but I think what you want to do, and this is through all your entities, if you like that name, the Denim Blues, and I think it's cool. Denim Blues, I saw was very confusing. There was a bunch of people all over with some version of that. I didn't know if some of them were you or not you. But the Denim Blues stays true. It's kind of like one of mine, the Ribbon Print Company, right?
1: Okay, so put the in front of it. Okay.
0: Unless there's something else that you want, do a little research and pick something that you can get as the .com. Even though you can do all these other extensions, let's face it, everyone goes for .com first. So if they know your name, they're gonna wanna enter that in as .com and you want them to find you there. So whatever you do, I would, for sure, if you haven't grabbed that, grab it like right today, just in case you don't have it and if it's available, because I think that's a cool name, the Denim Blues. And I think there's a lot of play you can do off of that. Okay. And then also grab all the social media sites. So make sure that those are all available. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Even if you're not using them, just get them all. Because then you'll own them under your umbrella. Okay? Okay. That's a really easy, doable thing you can have done by later today. And if you can't get all of it with the denim blues, consider a different name. Okay. Okay, so that's the first thing. So then you have a very clear identity. I know there's nothing on there yet, but you're getting yourself set up. The other thing then for that, I would consider... And you can still keep your other Denim Blues page. Maybe that someday will turn into your photography page. Because that's more of what it is right now anyway.
1: Yeah, I could always add my quilts back on there. But Denim Blues doesn't sound anything like photography though, so...
0: (laughs) Yeah, what the imagery you have on there right now says nothing... If what I would do if it's a business page is keep it very clean. It's either photography or it's quilts, or you're not just quilt, I get that, but I would have it one or the other not to confuse people. Okay. So if it's the denim blues, then that's what you put on there. None of the photography stuff, unless you're doing a craft show and you've got the mountains in the background and that's beautiful, or you incorporate one of your products into those beautiful images, into the scenery. Oh, okay. Maybe like a rolling creek or something. And there's a pillow on a rock next to a rolling creek. That would be awesome. Oh, yeah. Things like that. Cool. Yeah. This could be an angle for you, too, is that all of your imagery has that natural background. That would separate you from a lot of other people. And it plays in with denim. You know, the more rustic yet feminine, like it depends what each piece looks like yet feminine. Mm -hmm. but I'm thinking the first thing you want to do is become very clear on what your brand looks like and we might be defining it here I'm really liking it I don't know how you're feeling but I'm really liking it here me too okay all right so do all of that and then we got to get to testing the products first you're setting your imagery once you have your Facebook page then you start getting people to like it Right? You start putting things up there. Some of it might be your old pictures coming back, just so you start attracting an audience and people start to get to know what you're about and what the Denim Blues means. Yeah. You can have the company name Denim Blues, but always reference it as the Denim Blues so that they know how to get to your website. Awesome. Okay. I will change that right now, too. And you can always change your company name too, but if you've already trademarked it or something, you might just want to leave it. We'll just leave that kind of tidbit on the side for now. Uh huh. But then the next thing you want to do is get in front of an audience with your product. And I suggest the best way to do that is craft shows. Okay. Which means you would need to make some product. Yes. And what you'd be doing there is getting a feel for. People's reaction to the products, to different styles, different sizes, price points. Uh huh. Okay. Because you don't want to make a lot of, just assume what your audience is going to want, invest so, so, so much, put things on a website, you know, all of that to find that they're not moving, right? Yeah. So one of the easiest ways is to find a local craft show. Not sure what you have in your area, but you could research some of that and just get out in front of people with your product and see what happens. Okay. Okay, and you've done craft shows before, so it sounds like you know what that's all about. How do you feel about that? Sounds good. Is it kind of exciting? Yeah.
1: My visual as a booth and I would have to have my own booth unless I got a big one to share with others. But I want it kind of a cozy. So you have like a little chair and then you have maybe a little bookshelf stand right there with books and, of course, my books. And then you have a blanket thrown over the chair that you're leaning up against and maybe over something else to, or on the table with some books on it. So it's kind of doing both. Make it a homey. Is that the right word? <laughs> yeah,
0: homey environment. Yeah, I absolutely see that. And by adding your books in, it helps you not have to make as much product because you don't want a booth to have just two quilts in it.
1: Yeah, definitely. But
0: again, you can be creating that same environment that we were just talking about in your photography. You could duplicate in some way in your booth. Yeah, put a
1: couple of pictures that I've taken in the back to add to it. So yeah, just kind of make it a comfy feel that draws people to come and look. Now, I have a question. If I have a couple quilts there to sell, I should have a notebook there with the quilts that I've made and then like an order form. The sizes kind of vary depending on the size of the bandanas that I buy. And then people can start doing an order list and maybe what colors they want or what theme if they want it camouflage or girlsy or masculine or I don't know.
0: Yep, you can definitely do that. couple of ideas that come up with that is you want to make something small in the booth that you're going to have your books because you want to try and recoup your costs for a show first, right? If you can, there's a lot of other reasons and a lot of other things you're doing right now at this discovery mode in a craft show. So you can sell the books because people are getting to know who you are as the artist behind the denim blues. We got to start saying it that way, <laughs> right? Yes. But you want to make something smaller that's easy to purchase, that is in line with your brand. Maybe they're little baby pillows that are just cute, decorative things. Not baby meaning for a baby necessarily, but like, you know how you've seen like five by five pillows or I don't know what it is, but something that's kind of easy, you can whip up really fast and people could buy from you right at the booth. And some bigger pillows, you know, whatever... It depends when the show is, how much you can make beforehand, but don't go over crazy making things for the first show. And then, yes, quilts that you can make to order, but also a few quilts there that people can buy. Let's say you bring five quilts or four quilts, something like that. Don't sell out of all of them because you want one there for other people to come up to the booth to see in person. So if you're bringing five, you're only going to sell four. Got it. Got it. And then, yes, have custom, and then you're going to want to sign somewhere or something that shows make in your colors, in your style, or, you know, however you'd want to do that. Uh Uh-huh. But here's the thing. Here's the thing about this show is you're trying to get a feel for how people are reacting to your product and your messaging. Uh Uh-huh. So you're trying to see if this idea of a booth, which sounds spectacular, is helping to draw people in. And then when they're in, you want to observe what they're doing with the quilts and listen to them. So if they come in, you say, hi, how are you doing today? You know, here's what we do. And then you're letting them just browse, eavesdrop. (laughs) Um, Okay, to hear what they, oh, this would look really, really cute in my daughter's room. Or, oh my gosh, I love this color. This would be so good for my teenage daughter. Like, there's so much you can learn from just responses that they're giving, even if they're not buying, okay? Uh And those responses help direct you in terms of other things to add to your product. Wording you can use when you're putting together like a promotional brochure or something, Someone might come into the booth and say, I love this style. I haven't been able to find this anywhere for so long. And I used to have something similar to this as a child. So what could you do with that kind of a thought in terms of graphics or Facebook posts or Uh anything like that? So as much as you want to sell and cover costs, right now what you're trying to do is understand your customer. Yes. And let's say... This is not going to happen, but let's say, worst case, no one's buying anything. Then you want to try and get into conversations. What do you think about this? If you were to purchase this, who would you use it for? If someone looks at something and walks away, it kind of depends on the interaction and how you feel about it, but you want to try and understand why people aren't buying it. Yeah. Is it the price point? There's so much gold in doing that, that a lot of people I know go to craft shows and they're discouraged because they walk away because they've only made $100 after covering their cost. Have you just sat behind a table on your cell phone hoping people are going to buy? And
1: people are going to just kind of look and walk on by. You you need to switch around positions. You need to stand up and be social and just greet people. The best thing to do is not force what you're selling down The customer's throat. You need to ask them if they're looking for anything specific. Are you there for a good time? I mean, don't get too personal, but just if you hear what they're talking about and say, "Oh, I wasn't eavesdropping, but you said you like to go surfing. I've never surfed, but I love to boat." Oh, that's why. I don't know. Something could come up about, "Oh, yeah, well, that's why I love taking these quilts because they keep you warm." Anyway.
0: Exactly. And you play off what's in front of you and what's happening. So you've got it just by what you just said. You got it. You got it down for sure. And so what you're doing here also, and I'm probably don't have to say this, but I want to make sure to make this portion complete. Also, you want to have a good feel for how much each product costs you to make for your pricing, right? So the materials, the labor cost in terms of hours, you need to know too. And then of course, margin, we're not going to go into the whole pricing thing right now because of the time, but you want to have a good feel for that because you don't want to go in and let's say, a quilt costs you, I don't know, $35 to make, depending on the size, maybe more. I have no idea. I used to be a quilter, but I'm not now. (laughs) (laughs) But let's just call it 35 okay? But it took you three hours to make, and your time is X. Are you selling it for $40? You're not making any money. So the thing you don't want to do is price low. Have people buy, but buy at a price you could never sustain and never get you to your 2000 a month. So you want to think through a little bit of your pricing. Do you want to come to the craft show with pricing that you're feeling really comfortable with? Okay. Okay? So I know that you are a little bit limited in time, and we're circling around to when we're going to have to jump off. I know. But I think we've accomplished a lot here because we've talked about the first thing being thedenimblues.com yes I love it that site social media sites if you have to change the name to something different whatever and then start putting imagery up all about that okay and I love the idea of your branding being the natural background like the Natural life and streams and mountains, or whatever, where you can just to have that feel is so awesome. (laughs) If you can do that, because then also people, when they see imagery like that, are going to know it's you. Yeah. So that will be great. And then making some product and preparing for a first show in your new area and start testing the waters and seeing what's going on. Not with every single product you could possibly make, but with crazy quilts, bandanas, and pillows awesome I'm seeing that so now as you think back to the top of what we were talking about when you say monday you're working on your book tuesday you're working on the quilts wednesday you're work- like whatever right the book is a given that has to fit into your week but now where there's other openings for your time it's all about just this the denim blues looking at a craft show preparing all the things that you need for that the booth the book samples all of that. So it's all driving to the same project, which is getting to a craft show and understanding what happens there. Cool. How does that feel? Feels awesome. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I'm excited about it. I want to do it. <laughs>
1: cool. Let's get let's partner up.
0: <laughs> so by working towards a, a specific, very clear goal, you're going to move forward and you're going to quote unquote to use your terms again, just do it, but you're going to get learning. And then from that learning, you'll know what to do for your next step. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Wonderful. Any questions? No, I think you covered everything. Wonderful. Well, this is fun. I am really excited because as I was looking at your other page, just the denim blues page and all those pictures, I'm waiting to see what you put together and the images that you put up because I know they're going to be beautiful. Awesome. Really excited about that. Well, thank you. You've got your vision. You've got your next steps. You've got a plan. And of course, that'll tweak as you learn more, do more, know more. But I'm really excited for you, Jeanette.
1: Cool. Well, thank you very much. And I will keep you updated.
0: Thank you so much for being on the show today. I appreciate it. Best of luck to you and stay in touch.
1: All right. Thank you. Bye.
0: Bye Bye-bye. I really honestly am so excited to see where Jeanette takes this. On the show notes page, I'm going to put as many social media sites as I have at the time this airs, but you might see that some of those are still placeholders because as we were talking, she's going to grab those sites and then fill them in as they become relevant to her business and as she gets going with them, including the website. So if some of those look blank, right? (laughs) if you're listening to this right as we're airing, that will be why. Let me know what you think of these coaching calls. As I mentioned, there are a few more already coming up, and I really would love feedback from you in terms of whether this is something you think that I should continue, whether it's helping you, giving you also ideas of things that you can do for your business, and just overall, how are you feeling about them? To do that, probably the best way would be to email me, sue at giftbizunwrapped, or of course, you can leave a comment in your review if you so choose to do an iTunes review for the show. Coming up next week, I have a guest and a topic that I have gotten a lot of requests for. No, I'm not going to tell you. You are going to have to wait till next week and see. That will be coming up live Monday morning on Gift Biz Unwrapped. I'll see you then. This podcast is made possible thanks to the support of The Ribbon Print Company. Create custom ribbons right in your store or craft studio in seconds. Visit theribbonprintcompany.com for more information.